Good morning, kids. It is so good to worship um, our God together each Sunday. Um, it is so good to be together because we are God's church. So let's get started. Um, let me see your amen hands to show me that you're ready. Okay, great. So um, I, I'm going to uh, begin today and um, tell you a story that you know so, so well. So um, I'm going to look for you to do your amen hands um, to tell me, keep going, show me, and say, keep going. All right? All right. So here we go. The story today begins with Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. And as always, people like to gather around Jesus. They wanted to be healed by Jesus, and they really wanted to listen to his teaching. So one day, an authority on the law stood up to test Jesus. This authority on the law was a lawyer, which means he knew God's word very well. This authority on the law thought he was pretty impressive. He thought he was so impressive about knowing God's word that's found in the Bible that he thought he would test Jesus. He thought he could tempt and trip Jesus with a tricky, hard question. So this authority on the law asked Jesus, Teacher, what must I do to receive eternal life? In other words, he was asking Jesus, What do I need to do to inherit to receive the promise of living in God's kingdom? Jesus didn't fall for his trick question, though. Instead, Jesus answered the lawyer with a question. Jesus said, shouldn't you know the answer to your question since you have studied God's word? You see, Jesus knew that the lawyer was just trying to trick him. So Jesus told the lawyer, you tell me what you think you must do to receive the promise of living in the kingdom of God. So now... Listen, you all know what the lawyer answered. You already know what the lawyer said. He said that the word of God says to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second, to love your neighbor as yourself. Do you remember this? So then Jesus said, you, lawyer, answer correctly. Do that and you will live. And again, this lawyer thought he was really impressive. He wanted to test Jesus even more. So what does he do? The man wanted to make himself look good. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In other words, the lawyer was asking, who should I love? Who should I take care of like I care for myself? Who should I think of as being equal to me? Who should I treat as deserving everything I should receive and inherit? Who should I want to see with me in the kingdom of God? To this question, 
Jesus answered with this parable. Jesus answered, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Robbers attacked him. They stripped off his clothes and beat him. Then they went away, leaving him almost dead. You see, Jesus tells the lawyer a story about a man who was just trying to get somewhere. He was on the road going about his day, trying to get to his destination. Jesus doesn't tell us anything about the man except that the man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho. Jesus doesn't tell us what language the man spoke, where he was from, what he looked like, what he's done in his life, why he was there. Jesus doesn't tell us if the man is a Jew, if he's a Gentile, if he's a criminal, if he's a father to a little girl. It's as if Jesus is saying, those things do not matter because what happened to the man shouldn't happen to anyone. No matter who he is or what he's done, it doesn't change the fact that he was attacked, beaten, and left to die. And then all of a sudden, a priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Can you imagine this? A priest is someone you expect to help. A priest is someone who knows God's word. A priest should know what God's word teaches to love God and neighbor. A priest is supposed to represent God to the people and the people to God. After all, a priest is a leader. But again, Jesus doesn't tell us anything about the priest. Maybe the priest had an emergency and didn't have time to help. But is, that not, but is not having time a good excuse to not help someone who is in urgent need? Maybe the priest believed that the man wasn't really that badly hurt. But shouldn't a priest check and make sure? Do you know that in the Bible it says that if a priest sees a dead person on the road, he's supposed to stop and bury the dead. But this priest doesn't even check to see if the man is dead. He doesn't even check to see if he's breathing. He ignores it. Jesus doesn't tell us anything about the priest, except that when the priest saw the man, he did nothing. And then someone else comes by on the road. A second person, a Levite, also came by. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side too. You see, a Levite is someone from the tribe of Levi. Long ago, God had given the Levites a special job. They were in charge of helping with worship in the temple. So you see, a Levite should know God's word and know what God's word required. To love God with every part of who they were and by treating other people with love and honor, just as God's word says to do. But again, Jesus doesn't tell us anything about this Levite except that when the Levite saw the man, he walked away not caring what happened. You see, both the priest and the Levite saw the man but decided not to care. Both the priest and the Levite were people who worshiped God 
but fail to do what God's word says to do, to love your neighbor as you also love yourself. You see, sin is ignoring God's word, not doing what God asks. For the priest and the Levite to see that something awful had happened to this man and then not to do anything about it, well, that is sin. To ignore this man's suffering and to not help is wrong. God calls God's people to do what is right. But you see, the story has a shocking ending. The third person who comes on the road, as you might have expected, is different. This person is a Samaritan. What? This person is a Samaritan. Now, you must understand that Samaritans were thought to be people who did not worship God in the right way. And this made them unclean in the eyes of the Israelites. They really looked down on the Samaritans. So when Jesus says, but a Samaritan came to the place where the man was, when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. I am sure the lawyer who was listening to Jesus tell the story didn't expect a Samaritan to be the hero of the story. I bet the lawyer was shocked. But Jesus goes on to say that the Samaritan went to him, poured olive oil and wine on his wounds and bandaged him. That means when the Samaritan saw the man beaten and left to die, the Samaritan decided to do something and did it. You see, while the priest and the Levite saw and did nothing, the Samaritan saw and did something. And unlike the priest and the Levite, Jesus tells a lot of things about the Samaritan. Because you see, the details that Jesus tells us are all about what the Samaritan did. For each of the three persons who saw the man on the side of the road, Jesus simply tells us what they did when they saw him. When they saw that something was not right, that something was wrong, that's what Jesus tells us what they did. The priest and Levite did nothing. There was, there was nothing to say about them. But the Samaritan, well, he has a list of things he did in response to seeing the man. He sees the Samaritan. So when he saw, he acted. He did something. When the Samaritan saw, he went to the man. He poured oil and wine on his wounds. He bandaged him. Then he put the man on his own donkey. Can you imagine how hard that was? Trying to get a man who was almost dead on a donkey? How much energy, how much of his body he had to use to do that? And then he had to try to figure out how to make sure the man won't fall off. Then the Samaritan brought him to an inn, and he took care of him. Can you imagine making sure the man stayed on the dock in the whole ride to the inn? An inn is like a motel. And then staying there overnight with him and taking care of him? Don't forget, the Samaritan doesn't know this man, but he still did it. When the Samaritan saw the man beaten and left to die, he didn't know who the man was but he was moved to act with compassion. 
Do you know who in the Bible it says has compassion? Do you know who the Bible says has compassion? God. Over and over and over again in the Bible, the word compassion is used to describe God and what God feels when God sees us. You see, we're not perfect. You and I, we don't always do the right thing. But God sees us with compassion, with a kind of love where God is still moved to help us, to love us because God is love. So the Samaritan was seeing as God sees us. Because he had that compassion for the man on the road, what does the Samaritan do? The next day, the Samaritan took two denarii, which are silver coins. He gave them to the owner of the end. And he tells the owner, take care of him. The Samaritan promises the, the inn owner, when I return, I will pay you. I'll pay you back for every extra expense you may have had in taking care of this man. Whoa. Samaritan does all this. He doesn't just do something immediately, but he stays the night and then promises to continue to take care of the man in the days to come. It's not just one moment act. He promises, he pledges, he commits to taking care of a man until the man is fully recovered. The Samaritan uses all his resources, everything he's got, his heart, his soul, mind, and strength, which includes his money to help a man who is a stranger to him. Can Jesus ask the lawyer, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by robbers? The authority on the law, the lawyer replies, the one who felt compassion for him. And Jesus told him, go and do as he did. In other words, Jesus is telling us that if we love God, then when we see things that are wrong, when we see things that just don't seem right, when we see injustice and other people suffering, we should see the situation with God's eyes, with compassion, the way God sees us, with love. When we can see the world with God's compassion, then we can do the things like the things that the Samaritan did for a total stranger. You see, when we see the world as God sees the world, only then can we imagine living in God's kingdom with people who we might not know, people who we think are strangers. When we see the world with God's eyes, then we can imagine building that kingdom and holding on to the promise of eternal life in that kingdom with others. Don't you want to be like the Good Samaritan? I know I do. Do you know who can be a Good Samaritan? You can, I can, anyone can. So let's pray. Can we just fold our hands in our lap and pray? Pray with me. Dear God, you are a God of compassion. 
whenever you see us, when we're sad, down, and unable to get up on our feet, you see us with love. God, you see us with compassion. God, help us to be like the Good Samaritan in the Jesus' parable. When we see something that is wrong in the world today, help us to act. Help us to not ignore problems and ignore hurting people. Help us to be your church, your people in this world. When we do things that are wrong, when we sin against you by ignoring what you ask of us, God, help us to repent, to ask for forgiveness and to change our ways. Help us, God, to not ignore others, but to care, to honor and love them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Kids, you got some activity sheets?